0: Skittle Buds, it's the 4th of July weekend and we got a great show for you. And it's really all because of Mike. God, this guy knows everything about the Constitution, the Colonial Army, what hair product George Washington used. Then we're going to talk about traditions. And how about we wrap it up with some Revolutionary War trivia. Sounds like fun, right? Yeah, that's because it is. Let's do this. We're hanging. Small Town Scuttlebutt is brought to you by Larkin's Liquors, Mario's Lawn Care, ParkStreetBooks.com, Perez Martial Arts, and Royal Pizza.
1: Small Town Scuttlebutt.
0: Hey, everybody. Happy birthday. Collectively. Like, if you're in the United States of America and you're listening... Because it's our birthday. It's July 4th weekend. 50 states. Used to be 48. Before that, it was 47 and 46. You know, we just did all show up, 50 all on the map at once. It's, right. You had to get invited. You had to know somebody. You had
1: to get invited.
0: Like, you know, there's like the 13 colonies, and they're like, we're going to ratify. We're going to start a country. People are like, could we be in? I'm like, no, you're Quebec. You guys are weird. Mm. You know, go play your hockey. This is America. I don't remember
1: Quebec ever asking to play. Be a part of the country
2: i feel like we just lost some listeners oh
0: just because howard zinn didn't write it in his book it didn't exist
1: can you try this is the lesser known stuff
0: all right so happy fourth of july united states of america do you have
2: plans rick what are you doing do i have plans yeah we're gonna
0: have a little partay there's a group of friends that we don't see ever. Is We're that never- by
2: choice? <laughs>
0: it's just by, you know, this is life. You've got a young family, I got a young family, you live here, I live there, yada yada. Yeah, right? I got it. It's like, when could we ever get together? We're all gonna be celebrating something on a specific day, and maybe if we can make the plans now, we can all get together. So it looks like it's gonna happen. Pool party, my house, That's 4th great. of July,
1: yeah. What are That's you guys nice. doing? I've got a pool party to attend. It's in Medfield. Here, <laughs> okay, let me check this list. Yeah, it's at the Fink House. No. I just got an invitation, so that's where I'll be. How yeah. about you, Kathy? I
2: actually have no plans because the whole weekend uh, starts on the the first, and I have shows the first, second, and third. So the fourth, I'm just completely open and free.
1: You want to come to a pool party?
2: Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we we'll just go unicycling, you and I. <laughs> Where's your
0: show? Um, shows plural.
2: It, yeah, they're all they're all in Boston, the Comedy Studio. Nice. Yeah. Excited we're back.
0: Mike, when we close the show, make sure to uh, promote that. Kathy's Shows.
2: Kathy's Shows. Okay. Oh, and The Hideout, too. Yeah.
0: And The Hideout. Yeah.
2: The comedy is back, and it's, you know what's weird is that typically, 4th of July, slow. Yeah. Um, not this year. People are ready to get back out there.
0: And they want to go see the comedy. They want
2: to go see the comedy. Yeah, nice. Yes, so that's what I'm doing.
0: Very good. What are you guys doing? Yeah, I'm talking to you, listener. Driving your car or breastfeeding your baby. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> What? You don't think young mothers don't listen to this show? You no, don't I that, do. I you don't do. think that they breastfeed?
1: While they're driving?
2: That's what I was saying. You know, that's where I was driving a car. I while thought it was. No, they
0: were
1: separate things. Oh. Oh, because yeah. I was going to say, okay. I thought people look distracted when they're driving with a puppy on their lap and they're petting it instead right, of paying attention yeah. to the road.
2: Or, like, I say no to texting and driving, but yeah. breastfeeding, breastfeeding and driving, and driving is uh, definitely no the line. no. It just
1: seems unsafe.
2: Yes.
0: I mean, there's a car seat. Guys, yes, this is just another scuttlebutt public service announcement. Mm-hmm. Breastfeeding, good, natural, healthy.
2: Right. right, right. A
0: lot of benefits there. Right. Breastfeeding while driving, not so good, kind of hazardous, health risks.
2: What yeah. about breastfeeding while online shopping? What's your, what's your stance on that?
0: Yeah, that's fine. Okay, that seems like when I, well, like that's a perfect time to do it. I got this kid's got to eat, you know, got to feed him, but I want to buy some shoes on Zappos for this for this event I'm going to.
2: I like that you have really stayed in the mind of a woman. Yeah. This is good. Yeah, I'm married.
1: I, you know, I I listened to her talk and stuff.
2: I don't know if it's because you're married. <laughs> was it?
1: Yeah. Was it that he stayed in the mindset of a woman, or was it? that rick needs another pair of high heel shoes to match the other ones that he owns
0: yeah yeah Yeah, they're 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 a little small okay so uh let's talk about stuff fun facts well mike you're in here right now with a sons of liberty 76 t-shirt you're Big history buff.
2: Yeah, but he's like I, a walking encyclopedia. Yeah, but if you talk to Mike
0: yeah. about history, like that's too broad in scope. He's really drilled it down to the Constitution, the Revolutionary War, Love I would it. say the mid to late 1700s America. Yep so that's Mike, my jam that is your jam you, you just w- love it so much so was this that on t-
2: purpose did you when you when you started kind of collecting information or getting curious was it like this is something that i'm gonna really yeah. lean into so
1: i always liked history but i didn't get super into it until right before i moved to massachusetts i took out a book called cradle of violence from the penn state library
2: okay and it was
1: like it's cradle of violence and i think the rest of the title is like how boston's waterfront mob ignited a revolution and it's all the stuff that you didn't learn in school Mm -hmm. that had you learned it, you would have loved history. Like you would have absolutely, it's just like, Oh my God. Tell me
2: more. Like what?
0: Like the French wanted to be part of the United States and we said, no Quebec. Yeah. Yeah. Is it in Um, the book? No,
1: it's just like, so the Boston massacre was totally egged on by the colonists, which like, I feel like that story is starting to get told a little bit more. But like, mm. you know, in your history book when you were in fourth grade, it was like, here's the engraving that Paul Revere did that shows the Boston Massacre, which was all just propaganda. And it's showing like it says Butcher's Hall when they're when they're, that's not a place. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's all like factually incorrect, really. And if you've ever gone to the Boston Ma- Massacre reenactment, highly recommend it. You'll you'll kind of see the like the the colonists wandering around totally egged on. They were they were begging the guys to shoot. In fact, most of them were were yelling things like fire, um, hoping that the uh, sentries standing there at, at um, the old state house would go ahead and start a problem. Um, but so this book and it's all about like the guys on the docks, uh, why tarring and feathering was the, the, the way to go. And it's just crazy. It was all mm. this stuff that like you learned about it, but you didn't learn the re- real details that are way more interesting.
2: That is interesting.
1: Not really. That story went nowhere.
0: Tell us something no. interesting about this. Um, tarring and feathering. That's I don't think people talk about the pain uh, involved. Right. No. Yeah. Because and, I, when I was a kid and we learned about tarring and feathering, I remember it, it evoked a lot of laughs because the illustration showed a, a guy who looks sort of like Big Bird. But you got to think that tar and it, is hot.
1: Yes, and the I know the illustration you're talking about, and it looks like they're just pouring like tea on the guy. Yeah, yes. way worse than that. So the um, John Adams miniseries that HBO did yes. with Paul Giamatti and yeah. Laura Linney, mm-hmm. amazing if you haven't yes. seen it. Yeah, the first episode they actually show a guy get tarred and feathered yep. Yeah. as soon as I saw it. And they're like stripping the guy naked yes. and they're marching him through the town. The and then they're just, Oh yeah. And, and, the and they're pain. like slathering him in this tar and then they yeah. finally just dump it on him. Yeah. And it, and the guy is like screaming in absolute agony. And I was like, Oh God, that's so much more graphic than, than like when you just read it or see the old yeah. illustration of it. I, right.
2: re- I remember that scene too. And I kept thinking, this is fatal. Like how do you, eat? what's the remedy for this?
1: I don't know. What do you do?
2: I mean is it the equivalent of being like burned alive or like suffocating? No, know?
1: that's that's the real tragedy of it is like you really have to suffer and most a lot of guys didn't die they just had severe burns. Did you know that Sam Adams was terrible at everything that he did until he he started uh, doing propaganda. That's the only thing he was successful. At. Really? His dad gave him, I believe, $12,000 the day he graduated yep. to get started. You know, $12,000 back then That's was a lot. serious money. Oh yeah, That's
2: serious money now. And
1: he immediately gave, I don't remember if it was all of it, he gave at least half of it to a friend. I feel like he gave almost all of it to a friend on, on a loan. The friend immediately did what? Left. Left skipped town later. Sam Adams never heard from the guy again, and his father was furious. His yeah. dad was like, "That was for you to get started." And Sam Adams was like, "Yeah, but he's a friend of mine he said he was going to pay me back uh, and the guy just up and left yeah, but sure. and like you know, now we have Sam Adams beer. Sam Adams was a brewer, and he was terrible at it like he wasn't he wasn't good at anything except I'll, propaganda. The guy was a genius at like getting people to bend to his will.
0: It'd be interesting to see how bad he was at certain things get a recipe for his brew make Uh, it and be like that's what this guy was
1: serving up Woo! i'd be interested to know if samuel adams has done that before because they have made a bunch of brews that are like historically based sure yeah but then they're gonna have to yeah i just
2: like the idea that if this guy is so bad at everything except for that that's a really good pep talk for you know kids that aren't good at stuff
1: Good yeah. call. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. don't
2: worry about it. You could be like Sam Adams yeah. and find your thing. You'll
1: find your thing. You'll
2: find your thing. Let me, I mean, Maybe you just need to try scheme.
1: talking people into tarring and feathering somebody. Right. If you're
0: somebody thinking about coming to Boston and touring the area, you can go to the Beantown Pub. It's the only place in the world where you can enjoy a cold Sam Adams across the street From a cold sam adams because that's where he's buried
1: (laughs) nailed it that's good was that good yeah Yeah. Yeah, although it's it's a hot summer day how cold is he well he's six feet under true regulation.
2: Mm.
0: yeah um also in there there's a couple other famous people but yeah a lot of dead famous
1: people buried around
2: but they don't have beers named after them no they don't it doesn't count i'll
1: tell you what you can skip when you come to boston is anything paul revere related no, Paul Revere was supposed to be court-martialed, Go and to the his only house. reason he didn't get court-martialed is that the Revolutionary War ended. I believe it was two days before his court-martial, and because of that, George Washington personally said, "Forget it, let's move on."
2: Why was he being court-martialed?
1: Uh, because he was stationed at Fort Magigigwaduce up in what is now Maine, and wasn't there. He was he was uh, being charged for cowardice and not uh, obeying his orders. And the guy, the guy was not like the patriot that we think of. The reason he's famous is because the Civil War happened. And the North needed a hero that had zero ties to slavery. And Henry Wadsworth Longfellow found Paul Revere. And he was like, great, here we go. And everything that most people know about Paul Revere is factually incorrect.
2: I, I like sometimes when we digress, but I'm actually now super interested in this stuff because um, I'm probably going to drop this into conversations mm. and I'll get it wrong yeah <laughs> but then I'll say Mike said it so oh yeah that's interesting. Well, Mike, how do you
0: know what's what's real and what's not real in the history books? Yeah, like things are changing and evolving. I know that Howard Zinn's you know History of the United States is a great example of, for example, Columbus not the great guy right. used to cut hands off people yep. and the yada yada. Now we know more about him because of historians like a Howard Zinn, yeah. you know, who's like skeptical and of of how history has been written.
1: Yeah, so I think the important thing when you're reading history books is to know when it was written and who wrote it. And then also to read a bunch of history books, because I have, you know, as as you're reading Revolutionary War books, if you have a bunch of them, you'll read the same exact like key moments in the Revolutionary War will be covered in every book. Mm-hmm. And they're telling you what George Washington was doing at that exact moment, how he came to this, you know, where, where he was at. Yep. But when you hear another person's take on it, you'll be like, oh, I've read this before. But every now and then you'll find something that's new mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, that's a different take on it. Uh, And if it's a newer history book and you know that this person has read like all these books and the other ones didn't have all of those to draw on, um, you know, sometimes you learn new stuff.
2: That's put you on the spot because you could always just put this in our um, on our social media. But like if you were just getting started, if you were like a beginning, a beginner, if you will, uh, maybe this is on your summer reading list. What would you recommend?
1: 1776 by David McCullough. It's like one of my favorite books ever written. So everybody knows like, or we think we know the story of the Revolutionary War. And even if you have a decent understanding, he wrote that book. So it it goes chronologically through the year of 1776. And the beauty is he wrote it as if it's happening. And he wrote it as if you don't know what's going to happen. And it's really cool. So it's just like telling how the year unfolded and all the key events and stuff. But I love that book.
2: That's great.
0: I'm going to read that one. I'm Me gonna, too. Me I'm going to read that. I've heard
1: great things about well, it.
2: Well, yeah. if it's an audio book, then I'll read it. <laughs> are there pictures? Because you can listen while you're on
1: your unicycle, Kathy.
2: There you go. Oh, well, There are a
1: few pictures in it, I believe, yeah. That or, I'm definitely getting.
2: Or it. listeners who are breastfeeding, you could listen to it as well.
1: Yeah. And Cradle but, of Violence was a really cool book, too. If you want to learn like, if you want to learn Boston-specific stuff, Cradle yeah. of Violence is okay.
2: cool.
0: Can I just back up, uh, yeah. Kathy? I don't, I don't want think that we're being insensitive to our listeners. Not all women can breastfeed, you know?
2: Oh, I know. I was one of those women. Okay. so but thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, again, I mean... That you don't need to. It's your choice. It is your choice. You can yes. do a
0: formula, and there's benefits of... You know the that's breastfeeding, but did. sometimes you know it doesn't work out, and that's not easy for some mothers. They really wanted to be able to do that. So thank, you know,
2: thank you. I think that's important that you bring that up. I was simply trying to do a callback, and uh, mm. but an important issue. Yeah. Well, it's
0: 2021, and we need to be thinking about other people and their feelings. And the woman who can't breastfeed heard what you said and was thinking, can't get this goddamn but, baby.
2: right, right. But you let me clarify that I was one of those women. So yeah,
0: mm. maybe we could do a whole show on it. I guess so. Mike, would you be interested in doing a show on breastfeeding?
2: What about the history of breastfeeding?
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: That, How did they breastfeed in the uh, colonial times? Right. Same, same way they do it now? I don't know. In the latch on to it?
2: All right. <laughs> Every time.
1: Yeah, so uh, one of the things that I really love, during the Revolutionary War, there's a number of times that like weather saved the colonial army from... Mm-hmm. from like. That's it. Checkmate. England won multiple times. So I like I can only remember a couple times offhand, but like, uh, every, you know, everybody thinks of um, the Battle of Trenton, uh, you know, Washington's crossing, how it was sleeting and snowing right. and yeah. hailing and all that. And it, the weather was awful. Um, but there's also like Dorchester Heights. You If you live around Boston and you're like, why is this called evacuation day when it's St. Patrick's Day? What's what, what's that about? Mm-hmm. It's because that's the day that the British left Boston. Uh, because the night before, George Washington had a bunch of troops go to Dorchester Heights to erect a bunch of cannons looking down at the British ships in the bay, and the harbor. And so those were the cannons that Henry Knox had brought from Fort Ticonderoga. And the British woke up in the morning, saw it, and they had to leave. But the only reason it worked that night was that it was a full moon, but a low-hanging fo- low fog came in. So ah. the... Colonial troops up on Dorchester Heights could see what they were doing just fine. The British down in the in the harbor mm-hmm. had no clue that anything was going on. Oh, wow. And the next morning, the, the British general said that Washington got his men to do more in one night than he could get his men to do in six weeks yeah. or six months.
2: Oh, that New England weather.
1: Yeah. Uh, And then after the Battle of Long Island in August of 1776, Sir William Howe had just defeated George Washington in the biggest battle of the war. And then Washington's trying to figure out, how am I going to get all of these guys off of Long Island before we're trapped? And that's it. Game over. And then again, fog rolled in. John Glover from Marblehead, Massachusetts, got all of his guys to row everybody across to Manhattan. And they lived to see another day. That's when they headed down towards Philadelphia for the winter
2: wow fog again huh so well we need some kind of like smoke yeah machine
1: and then so okay history always revolves <laughs> yeah <laughs> the,
0: the pentagons you know reverse engineering alien spaceships over yeah. in area 51 meanwhile there's the crack team working on a new fog machine
2: yeah. right because it could be used one for war but two for like Parties. really great cool videos yeah or yep. magic yeah go ahead <laughs>
1: And if you're a female listener out there and you're like, if only women were represented in history, here's who you look into. Sybil Ludington. She was an American badass. The colonial troops were in trouble. They were about to be attacked by the British. You know, we know about Paul Revere's ride, Sybil Ludington, and he didn't make it. Sybil Ludington rode more than twice as far she did it in torrential rain in the middle of the night, and she made it and succeeded in rounding up hundreds of troops which again saved disaster. Also fun fact, she was only 16. What? Yeah, she was a badass. Yeah,
0: cool. So how come we don't talk about
1: her, Mike? I don't um, know why. because Henry Wadsworth Longfellow wrote a poem about Paul Revere and that somehow ended up in history books. Amazing. Even it's, though it's making not me accurate.
2: so mad now.
1: Thank you. Welcome to my life, Kathy. These are the things that keep me up at night. You know
2: what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna go to one of the. You know how they have those tours? My friend does these tours. I'm gonna go and I'm <laughs> gonna start heckling them. Yeah. And like start talking about this woman and do my own tour. Well, first I've got to get a lot of facts and stuff. Yeah. And um and a megaphone, but I'm definitely gonna do it.
0: Sybil
1: Luddington. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's a
2: lovely name too.
1: Yeah. It's the most she's been talked about this year, I bet.
0: If you go to the Esplanade and have the fortune of seeing live <laughs> yeah. the Boston Pops mm-hmm. perform all day, and then at nighttime they do a performance and they show you the over the Charles River, the, the fireworks display, the Boston Pops is playing Peter Ilyak Tchaikovsky's 1812 Overture. Mm. That song has nothing to do with with American history. So why do we play it? Because
1: it's in E-flat major, and that's really obscure. Plus, it's the only
2: one we have a license Did you just Google it?
1: I really want to know the answer to that.
2: I marvel at the people that go to the Esplanade at like 5 a.m. They stay there the entire day for a free concert. I did it once. You did? I
0: did in high school. Me and this girl went, and we brought an inflatable raft, a big blanket, Cooler. It was so fun. We had the most the fun. entire day. Uh huh. So, but that but we were like eighteen. Mm. So right. you like a big crowd. The people. he had come watching. all the way down
1: from New Hampshire.
2: Oh yeah. yeah. No, there
0: was there was some of that. Yeah. You know, there was some of like, hey Christy, let's get up. Look, we're, we're like, in the big city. Seven. Yeah, we're big city. Where are we gonna park? We gotta talk about this.
2: No. Anytime I watch that, I'm watching the audience because if I was there, I by the time the concert start, I would be losing it. Yeah. Like losing Yeah, I it. would
1: never do it now. I only attempted to go once and I was overwhelmed by how many people were there. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even joking. I left and as I got on the tee- the fireworks started, oh, and I was God. like, "Yep,
2: good for you, I like that." But
1: I, I was like, "I'm out, I'm done."
2: You know when to go the day before the when night they before? Practice. Yeah, when you get practice. the same
1: show.
0: So anyway, do we know why we play the Battle of 1812
1: no uh, Well, we it, it was we actually written about like Napoleon's troops being defeated, and it's a it's a cool song. It's got like the church bells ringing. It's got the cannons in it. Why not?
0: I love the way it starts off very somber, uh. morbid, sad. And then by the end of it it's like it's
1: like a rock song. I mean I
2: know I think Donna Summer's Last Dance does the same thing, but we're not using that. Yeah, true.
1: I just looked it up. Arthur Fiedler made the choice in nineteen seventy four that was gonna be the grand finale and that's still the grand finale. Interesting. Guys, I'll tell you what, I'm really starting to question our classification on Spotify as being a comedy podcast. I think we might wanna update it that to educational. Mm. What do you guys think? I agree. Kathy said she's learning a lot this episode.
0: Yeah, no, I, I'd like that nobody is as well read on the Revolutionary War as you are. That's mm-hmm. not true. Yes, dude. Like Maybe nobody you know. We're not
2: going to fact check it, but yeah. I don't <laughs> know, I,
0: like you've, you said, I'm going to find a niche thing and I'm going to mm-hmm. drill down and I'm never going to stop. I'm going to yeah. keep drilling. You're finding information. You're looking at new perspectives on something that happened. 245 years ago
1: you know what my favorite thing is when you learn things like where a phrase comes from Mm -hmm. that you never knew where it came from and then you'll see something in a history book and you go oh my god like uppercase lowercase uh caught red-handed stuff like that it all comes from something my favorite
2: thing is when i go to marshall's and i decide i'm not going to get something then i go back and it's on clearance yeah
1: that's always exciting too i
0: like where your head's at like that's your connection. I got one. Bicentennial baby. Have you ever heard of that term? Are you a bicentennial baby? I am. You mm-hmm. are? June 12th, 1976.
1: So close.
0: And every baby born in 1976 was given this blanket. It was a little white blanket with red and blue stripes and said 1776, not 1976.
2: I was going to say that every baby should have been photographed with like a George Washington wig. <laughs>
1: in a tricorn hat.
2: Right. Maybe in a little boat.
1: <laughs> or like in a Sybil Luddington petticoat yeah or that's
2: what it should have been yeah
0: or if you don't like your kid you could just get like a and feather package yeah yeah Yeah. the kid's already naked if you don't like your kid wow you think everyone likes their kid
2: for the first couple of days i think they do
0: (laughs) mike now i'm going online and i'm just going to pick out some questions randomly okay
1: people are really going to be tired of me this week
2: No, I think they're interesting. Let's try to stump Mike.
0: Let's start with some easy ones. What was the army commanded by George Washington called? The Continental Army. Okay. Good for you. Ding. Who won the majority of battles in the Revolutionary War, the British or the Americans?
1: Well, I know 1776 did not go well. So overall number one, I'm going to guess that the British actually won more.
0: Correct. Good. Which British commander surrendered to the Americans and French at Yorktown? Cornwallis. Okay, there is no tripping this guy up. He's three for three. Where was the first battle of the U.S. Marines? Ooh, that's a good one. That's a really good one.
1: The first ba- officially the Marines, because this is kind of a trick question here.
0: Mike, you know what? You're you're um you're wasting my time here with all of your hemming and hawing and talking and lecturing. Do you want me to just phone a friend or give you an option? Some you, options. Give, here? Okay, give me your choices. Okay, you can go with Lexington, Cowpens, Princeton, Bunker Hill. Kathy, do you want to play too? No.
1: It's probably cow pens, but now I'm wondering about Bunker I'm going to say Bunker Hill.
0: Okay, I'm going to say Princeton. Kathy?
2: I'm going to go Bunker Hill.
0: Incorrect, it's Princeton. Uh, I wonder why Rick said Princeton. Yeah,
2: you have have the answer right there. No, I
0: had to click it and find out it was Princeton. I knew that. What document ended the American Revolutionary War? Treaty of
1: Paris. Treaty of Paris. John Jay always gets left out of that, by the way. Yeah,
0: why? Why? Why does he always get screwed over? I don't know. Everybody forgot about him. Where was the Baron von Steuben
1: from? Steuben. Steuben. He was, uh, was he Germany or Prussia? Uh, Germany. Prussia. Prussia? Very good. He was from Prussia. That is right.
0: Nice job. Okay. I'm going to end this one because it's such a bizarre question and anyone listening to this would say, they weren't even involved in this war. The Hessians? Oh, what is this? Jeopardy? You give me the answer before the question? Yeah.
1: You're talking about the Hessians. They were mercenaries from Prussia. Germany. Damn it.
0: Well, what were the German soldiers hired by the British called? so they could be German? They were Hessians. Yeah.
1: They were very feared. They they were all very large men. They had mustaches and gold helmets.
2: Mustaches and gold helmets. And
1: they're the ones at the Battle of Trenton. Everybody was terrified of them because they were like the ultimate soldiers. Mm-hmm. The Battle of Trenton, they were the ones that that were defeated in the Battle of Trenton. It was mostly Hessian troops, which is why so many... So, uh, Washington's enlistments were like set to expire yeah. and they were all going to go home at the end of 1776 because they everybody, every battle, America was losing, 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 losing. 1776 sucked for the Revolutionary War. Mm hmm. And then the Battle of Trenton happened, and the only reason Washington even decided to go forward with that battle was because he needed something to turn the tides, and he knew that the Hessians would all be celebrating Christmas. They wouldn't be ready and expecting it, because back then, mm. in the winter, you just you were relaxed for the winter. You're not fighting. Right. Um, yeah, it's the off-season. So the Hessian troops were surprised, lost the battle, and all of a sudden, all these colonists were like, oh my God, we'll stick around. That was awesome.
0: Kathy, how are we doing? Are we are we good with this show? I think we're good, yeah. All right, Mike, let's get us out of here. I got to take inventory on my fireworks delivery and uh, get ready to um, get the backyard ready for the the partying that's gonna happen. So, uh, and Kathy, you got something to go on to do today, right? Sure, sure, yeah. Let's go with that. So, Mike, get us out of here.
1: All right. Well, first of all, I'm glad Rick mentioned his fireworks delivery coming. Uh, if you have dogs, please don't forget. Dogs don't love fireworks. Uh, mm-hmm. Just keep that in mind. Also, don't buy stuff that's made in China that has the American flag on it. You, that it ruins the whole point. I, that should be,
0: honestly, why is our government even allowing that?
1: I don't know. I don't understand. Like, remember when the uh, U.S. Olympic team stuff was all made in China? And it's like, yeah. what are we doing? Yeah, that's so, just absolutely uh,
0: ridiculous. When you're at
1: Michael's, when you're at uh, Target, any of those stores, all the stuff with the American flag on it, don't fall for it. It, didn't, it wasn't made here. You're not supporting our country. Forget it. Move on. Next.
0: A lot of flags are made. It clearly says made in, made in USA.
1: Yes, but also a lot of flags. If you go to, like, Home Depot and you're looking at flags, they all say made in China. Figure that out.
0: I, I actually did buy a flag uh, the other day from a Home Depot, and I made sure, and the one I saw, Valley Forge, is the brand, and it is made in the United States. Perfect. So.
1: Uh, also, uh, here's some tips to really enjoy your 4th of July. This is the Mike Page tradition. I like to wake up, step one. It's my favorite day of the year. Squirt? It's my favorite holiday. Do some sustained, quiet, uninterrupted reading time? I do, actually. So the first thing I do- So you wake up, you squirt. Well, no. Then what? Not yet. First thing I do, I like to crank, absolutely blast John Philip Sousa, first thing in the morning. Nothing will wake you up in a better mood on the 4th of July then some stars and stripes forever then you work through the military bands you you go
0: <laughs> Kathy, Kathy's stifling laughter
1: I don't know Kathy, why Kathy just choked she on her coffee has combine. no respect for <laughs> you're going to go through this is
0: big band and
1: patriotism. This is badass then, then you're going to go you're going to work your way you listen to the air force theme you listen to the marines theme yeah. you do all of them one at a time oh. coast guard you guys could improve you your you song a little bit okay how about um,
0: salvation army do they have a good does that branch? It, have anything? No,
1: all you hear the whole time is somebody,
0: ding, ding, some ding,
2: idiot ding, ringing ding, a bell, and no ding, ding, one's ding. calling the cops on you. Yeah. No, okay. Uh, yeah, and this then, is America, Kathy. Yeah.
1: Then what I Jesus. like to do after Moscow, after I've gotten a good fill of uh, military marches and John Philip Sousa, what I like to do next is—and I'm not kidding—I like to read the Declaration of Independence. If you don't read the Declaration of Independence every Fourth of July, you're doing it wrong.
2: Do you read it aloud?
1: Oh yeah, you have to. It's not the same if you read it quietly. Well, uh, if nobody's around, Winston's an, an unwilling participant. Usually, I'll read it to somebody though. Uh, a couple years ago, I believe Rick was actually there. A couple of years ago, <sighs> I yeah. read it off the balcony at the Medfield Library. That's
2: right. You should do a Facebook Live this Last year. Last
1: year, I had to do. Maybe I will. Mm. Last year, I had to do it on Medfield TV because the library wasn't open. But what about this year? I don't know. Uh, Med, uh, Brett actually reached out to see if I was doing it again this year, and I was like, I will if you want. No, did, not on I TV, figured, do it outside. Yeah, maybe I will. Maybe I'll come crash your pool party with a dramatic reading of the Declaration of Independence. I think we're at full capacity. Um, no,
2: he still hasn't picked up on that hint.
1: Uh, but anyway, those are my tips to really enjoy your 4th of July. You're gonna read the Declaration of Independence, and you're gonna crank all of that good uh, military march music.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's it's tell you stuff. what, why don't we say goodbye, we'll play out this outro music that's potting up right now, and then Mike, You can read the Declaration of Independence to our listeners. It's too long. (laughs) I'm sorry. Do you have somewhere to be?
1: No, I mean like it's too long to be in the episode.
0: It's a podcast. This episode could be eight hours long if we wanted to. What is? What's up with all these excuses?
1: That's true. You guys are sitting in Cape traffic right now. Here we go. Okay, so let's say goodbye and do it. All right, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. See you in a minute.